Brand New Magazine and Podcast exist to inspire, motivate and invigorate women to step into their businesses as truly themselves. Full of real life stories, practical solutions and inspirational ideas from fellow entrepreneurs. Each issue has a different theme that showcases the many values, beliefs and morals that women build their businesses around today. So, be your business and brand you. With everything that has happened this year, 2020 could have easily been a year of disconnect and hatred. Instead, I have seen communities coming together and rediscovering their common humanity through connection and inclusivity. Each woman in this issue was chosen because they embody these beliefs, heart and soul, both personally and professionally. Welcome to issue one of Brand New Magazine and Podcast, The Together Issue. In this episode, you'll meet Amy, the founder of Confetti Rebels, a lifestyle brand with a hint of feminism, and she's a rebel for all. With her infectious laughter, bubbling enthusiasm, and no bullshit honesty, Amy lives up to the title of the antidepressant ray of sunshine on the gram in our chat together. Full of peace, love, and lollipops, Amy will make you snort laugh and give you several Me Too moments. What is Confetti Rebels for those that don't know or have been under a rock? Um, and how did you come up with the epic name? Uh, so Confetti Rebels is, and like I always get asked this, and it's really, like, essentially I sell t-shirts. So, but, and then everyone's like, no, no, you do much more than that. So I, um, I, I'm a female empowerment apparel brand. I have no history whatsoever or any experience in fashion. If you look at my fashion, sometimes it's quite questionable. But I, I wanted to, you know, have a an apparel brand that sort of stood out from the crowd and, and made a difference. I wanted to have the opportunity for people to wear my T-shirts and feel good in them and have the slogans uh, like in a meaningful way that people could relate to. So I also do, you know, little cute pins and I do affirmation cards and I roundabout way do other little bits and pieces that I can do during my day that might, you know, work on the shop as well. But predominantly I do t-shirts. So that's, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, you do so much more. If you ask me, I've seen your dance parties. Oh, thank you. So how did you come up with the name Confetti Rebels? I love two names, like something and something and something and something if that makes sense I always feel like it's a bit catchy but if you know me and my personality you know I'm quite a bright and vibrant person so the word confetti well I I would love to be able to put confetti into each of my orders that I pack but unfortunately if they get wet the confetti runs onto the t-shirts trust me that's been a learning curve anything bright and vibrant so confetti is is it and I suppose you could say I'm a little bit of a rebel. Like I'm not a bad person. I'm not naughty, but I definitely like being a little bit rebellious and I don't like to break the law, but I like to push the boundaries a little bit. So that's where the name comes from. So like, oh, did you have other names before? I'm like, no, literally was Confetti Rebels. Like, you know, my husband always used to go, oh, you're a rebel. Like if I did something really daggy and I'm like, shut up. So yeah, it's the same for me. I've got a business called Pretty Creative. My last name's Pretty. Yeah. To tell you the truth, it's the only reason I actually finally got around to changing to my married name because I was like, 
I really want my business to be called this, but I can't have my maiden name. I should probably get around to changing my driver's license. Plus, I also love a good pun, so you can't go past that in a good dad joke. From what I was reading, you left a corporate job to jump feet first into Confetti Rebels. Tell us a little bit about how this came about and what you were doing. I did work a corporate job. I have to correct you a little bit though. I did have a little bit of, of a break before the corporate job, but it wasn't finding myself. Sadly, um, unfortunately, my, my father passed away and I needed to take some time off from that to focus on him and, and my family. And I kind of was, would you say, like just treading water for a year or two and try, kind of finding myself because I'm a, I'm a graphic designer by trade. So, you know, finding graphic design work was not hard. You know, you literally would look in every direction. There'd be someone that wanted your help. So I hated creating stuff that other people were passionate about, but I was not. Very different when you're a freelance designer to working compared to working in an agency with a whole bunch of people that, you know, are passionate and excited about a project and you, you know, start from concept through to sign off. But you know, when you're working by yourself, you never get to see your client's reaction. You're working at 2am in the morning and you're exhausted and you're like, I'm really just fucking doing this for a bit of dough. Like, I don't really enjoy this. I guess you could say that, yeah, I was a little bit lost. I decided to, about maybe four years ago, I opened up a little business, which was a greeting card business, which allowed me to design some slogans. I popped them on cards. I would sell them wholesale. It went really, really well until like a lot of small businesses that were wholesale, that was wholesaling the cards to went belly up and they'd close and it was impossible to sell greeting cards online because, you know, people would be buying a card to then be posted to them for them to then post to someone else. And uh, in the end, I just lost passion for that as well. And I had my second baby and I thought, oh my God, like, where am I going to go? What can I do? And one of my good friends, she brought to my turn. She's like, well, you know, you've done one t-shirt, which was the Peace, Love and Lollipops t-shirt. Why don't you put your slogans, like your catchy slogans that you've done on your greeting cards and put them on t-shirts? And I'm like, mm, I mean, but that's just another slogan t-shirt. And she goes, no, no, no. You should like do ones that are related to you. Like, you know, you're a mum. Why don't you do, you know, shit mum club or, you know, something like this or, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay. And so basically I, I like to call my business slogan t-shirt company, but you know, with purpose. So most of my t-shirts, a percentage profit gets do, um, donated to a charity that I choose and feel like it gives it more meaning that way. So yeah, I started doing that. And uh, here I am today, three three years later, kind of killing it in my own mind, I guess. <laughs> You're killing it in my mind too, trust me. Like I avidly follow you on Instagram and you know how there's those people that you call in and go, oh, I wonder what they're up to. No, I'll pass through that. I'm like, I always go through every single one of yours and I'm like, I wonder if Amy's going to dance today. Yeah, I know. Everyone loves the dancers, don't they? I um, It's been really hard though. I can't dance much anymore because of copyright. The minute I put a dance up, I get shut down by Sony or Warner Music. They send me nice little emails saying, I'm just letting you know, we're going we're gonna to block your song and we're possibly going to sue you. And I'm like, oh my God, serious? Come. Bloody killjoys. They do. So when everyone asks where my music is and where my dancing is, that's, you can blame them. Mate, I would pay a subscription so I could have music on there. But I think now I've been flagged and they're like, ah, you know, Friday mornings, 
this chick comes on and she dances and she's using a Taylor Swift song and poor Taylor hasn't got enough money. So we need to get some more money off her. Yeah. So that's how it works. So you are a rebel. You are yeah, a rebel. I know. I know. I guess. <laughs> yeah we've briefly touched on it and a lot of what has come about with confetti rebels has come about because of your own personal circumstances you include a lot of messages that feel like they reflect really strongly on where you've come from and what you've experienced what would you say these days inspires you the most to find those messages oh just honestly everyday general you know day-to-day things but also every week is some sort of a week of something like you know tomorrow's red nose day you know another week is you know infant loss awareness week another week is you know breast cancer awareness week so I guess I mainly touch base on things and and create t-shirts of experiences that I have gone through and if it's something I haven't gone through it will be a collaborate with someone that has gone through it my plan and my my aim is to try and reach as many people as possible and say hey look this is a t-shirt i've got that you feel like you can connect with it then you know buy it it's a charity that links up with it that you know you can help and my hey cancer fuck you one is for my mum and dad like you know that's uh, uh, mum and i used to say that we'd hold hands and go hey cancer fuck you Unfortunately, cancer fucked them off more, but it was just, the sh- you know, it is what it is. And we all, there's no, you don't need to say anything nice about cancer. So that's been one of my best sellers. And yeah, I have another lovely t-shirt that I celebrate. Well, I didn't, I couldn't say celebrate. I, um, it was in memorial for, you know, infant loss awareness month. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I love this T-shirt, but I haven't lost a baby. I'm like, it's for anyone that's lost anyone. It said, um, I am because you were. They've got to hit close to home. Because otherwise, like I have every second person DMing me going, you should do. And I'm like, yeah, come on, tell me. And I'm like, yeah, that's an awesome slogan, but it has no relation to me whatsoever. And I can't connect with that. So, you know, go forth and conquer. You can go do it yourself. So, yeah, that's kind of how it is. As a fellow creative, I feel you that it's so easy to get stuck in a place where you're doing things for other people. But as soon as it's something that you're doing for you that you're passionate about, it's amazing how much things flow and you know, you don't mind the late nights once in a while or the, the constant thinking about it because you just can't wait to get up and do it again tomorrow. Exactly. You could probably say I, I spend way too much time on the business, but my husband's a workaholic as well. So it's really, really worked well for us. Before I started Confetti Rebels, he would work late nights, at, like at home. He'd come home, put the kids to bed and I would be like, okay, let's hang out now. And he'd be like, um, I kind of got to work, Aim. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're not going to spend any time with me or, you know, and he, he, he'd get really like, I'd rip him a new one. And he'd be like, he used to say to me, he goes, why don't you go get a hobby or why don't, you know, because there was only so much TV I could watch by myself. But and I realised it wasn't him that I was needing. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but we've been together almost 16 years. Like, mate, if we have something we need to say to each other, trust me, he'll know and he and and vice versa. So I don't know. I think it was I was lacking that comfort and, and not, like, having a missing piece. So I was getting the shits at him for no reason. 
But now he is stoked that I've got confetti rebels because even though I work all the time, he works all the time. So now a romantic night for us is sitting on the couch together doing our own work. So, you know, that's it. Cutting really quickly back to the dance moves, sure you can't use people's music these days, but I have some big questions around music, right? Because music, I feel like, is a big part of how you show emotion on Instagram and how you show how you're feeling. So what's your top celebrating dance? If you were like, have something amazing's just happened, what song would you put on to crank? Oh, God. It's hard to pick one. Like, it's really really hard but possibly something but most likely something from Whitney Houston I love Whitney and she's just such a you know she's just like I don't know she's just such a go-getter and I you know I'm so sad she's not here anymore but yeah definitely Whitney love a bit of Whitney when I'm angry I am most definitely not a metal or rock sort of person but when I'm angry I play a bit of Marilyn Manson who would be yours Oh, Taylor Swift, for sure. Get the girl power out. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, Taylor, Tay-Tay. Definitely Tay-Tay. I love a little bit of Bad Blood, that song. Bad Blood. Yeah, I don't know the song. I don't know the lyrics, by the way. Um, That's why you turn it up loud so nobody can hear you not knowing the song. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely Tay-Tay. She's, she's one that I love. And this one's, if you ask me, probably the most important one when you need a booty shake mm, I love a little bit of back in the I don't even know if you call it 70s right there's a chick called Gwen McRae I don't know actually I'm just gonna google now how old she is but I love her and she does this song called keep the fire burning she's 76 here we go but she's got a song that says 1982 it came out keep the fire burning oh it is such a good song it's just like or even a little bit of like Patti LaBelle you know I just I love that sort of old school kind of like mm -mm, sister music R&B soul gospel if that's what you call it but disco definitely disco it's definitely got that soul and that heart and that passion behind it doesn't it mm-hmm listen to me mm-hmm <laughs> so this issue of Brand You magazine the theme is together. Uh, and all you need to do is spend a very short time on your Instagram page to realize how loyal your followers are. What advice do you have for people wanting to build a successful space on Instagram? <sighs> Number one, be authentic. No one wants to see bullshit. I mean, I, I admit I have a few accounts that I follow for the pretty images and the curated content. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know how long that shit's taken to put together. And, you know, there's a lot of fight and tears and anger behind that uh, to get that beautiful shot. And at the end of the day, it's just not my vibe. So I guess, like, I've managed to build my following all authentically, never had to buy followers. You know, I had had a bit of help with influencers, which is fabulous, but, you know, I've never had to pay one either. So it really just comes down to being authentic, showing what you're all about, showing what your processes are, doing behind the scenes, just showing everyone that you're actually a normal human being because if they don't see that, they're going to just be like, whatever, I can't relate to you. Nice to look at you now and then. But no, I guess possibly as well, and it, it comes as I feel like it's a bit of a flaw in my sense. You know, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. So I always like to 
you know, I'm the lovable larrikin. I'm the one that always likes to make everyone laugh and get up and groove and dance, you know. But sometimes, you know, I have my down days and I have my days where I do get on there and I have a cry and I haven't had a cry for a long time, but genuinely because I've been happy. But the times where I do have a cry, you know, people just go like, I feel you, I know. And it's great to have that connection. So yeah, be authentic. It's number one. Honestly, this year was my biggest challenge to myself was to start showing up on Instagram and start making social media be a space I wanted to show up on rather than feeling like it was me being fake and full of the have to's and shoulds and stuff. And yesterday I jumped on. Yeah. I didn't have my hair or makeup done, which is a hard one for me to get past. But now that I've done it once, whatevs. I got on there and I was really open about the fact that I've been near to burnout recently because as much as I love what I do, life, yeah. like just life. And I got on there and yeah. I can tell that I have my tribe on there because the flood of messages I got from people just going, if you need anything or I'm thinking of you or thank you for keeping it real because I feel exactly the same way. Mm. Oh, it is. The support is just immense. Whether you have a hundred followers or a hundred thousand, like, you know, they're there for you and that's what you want. Precisely. And I feel like by building a organic audience, you're also building a team of cheerleaders because those people have chosen to be there. They're not there because they think it's somewhere they should be. They've chosen to be there and stick around for those years for you. hundred mm-hmm. percent. You're selling yourself in, in a very non-prostitute way, but you're selling yourself. <laughs> In a non-prostitute way. I love that. I love that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but still, yeah, I love that. Well, speaking of sayings, one of my favourite ones that I found, and this is when I announced that you were going to be in Brand New Magazine, someone jumped on there and this is what they called you. I thought this was the best summary of who you are. The antidepressant ray of sunshine on Instagram. Oh, shut up. That's amazing. Holy shit, aren't I a lucky girl? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Why not? Oh, God, now I feel like I have a, I have a appearance to uphold, but, yeah, that's okay. I'll take that. You've done that just by, by being you, and I feel like that's something really powerful that people forget. I feel like corporate smushes it out of us a lot. 100%. Yeah, you're oppressed in corporate. doesn't matter how colourful the corporate business is. It's always, you know, it's always someone fucking someone else to get to the top, like not literally, but fucking them over to get to the top. And, you know, there's always a way you've got to be and you've got to do this. We've got important clients. You can't act like this. You can't be like that. Although I have to say, when I say I worked in corporate, my corporate was a little bit, you know, un-PC. I worked at a radio station and it wasn't like Smooth FM. It was, it was Nova. So it was a little bit crazy and behind the scenes. So I fit right in. But definitely, you know, you'd have the head honchos walking through, raising an eyebrow, going, what the fuck? But half the shit I did was nothing compared to what a lot of other people did. But that's a story for another day. Flashing back to Instagram, I'm, as a brand designer, I'm used to, to auditing people's Instagrams. And there's the cliches that you're supposed to look for and advise people to do, like post every day and do this and show up here and be over this thing and whatever's new, jump on that bandwagon. And the thing is, is that your Instagram's a bloody rebel too. Yeah, yeah, don't jump on the bandwagon. Fucking hate that. You break all the rules on Instagram. You don't hashtag? Nah, 
don't have time. I probably should. But you're getting thousands of people still liking your stuff, which says that your crew is there for you. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, you know, obviously hashtagging. Like, I'll, if I do a Shake Your Tips, it's Friday, I'll hashtag. I don't work off hashtags. I don't want random people. You know, no one's going to randomly, like, search a hashtag for a T-shirt that says Tired Mums Club or, you know, slogan T-shirts. That's not, that's not how I want to be found. I want to be found by people that have, you know, bought a T-shirt from me or followed me or, you know, or following me and, you know, suggested someone follow me. Like, I, I don't want random people. Like, I know that sounds weird, but, you know, and some people have, you know, connected with me and followed me and after about a month gone, like, you know what, she's not quite for me and that's okay. I wouldn't want to be friends, you know, if we're not like that now. In, on Instagram, we wouldn't be like that in real life. So I'm okay with that. But then, that, you know, I connect with a lot of people that are, we're so different, but yet they still hang around and that's great as well. So, yeah, hashtags, fuck, no. Like uh, for me, it just doesn't work. And, you know, you do you. Like at the end of the day, it, you do what works for your, what you think works for your business and don't have some like random person say that a fad's going to work for your business because if something's not working, then yeah, mix it up, change it up. But if it's working and you want to grow it, then you've just got to focus on what you're doing, you know, already and, and go from there. I think it's having that awareness, like actually taking the time to stop and analyze what actually is working. So for instance, half the time, mm. I don't post about graphic design and branding. <gasps> oh, no. I talk about my kids being shits or the fact that I found today really hard or that it's sunshine and blue skies or some weird anecdote that came to me at 3am in the morning. Yeah. And that's what people want to see. Like, it's funny. Like I'll put a picture up of a t-shirt. I'm like, here, look what. Brand new T-shirt out. Go buy it. And I get like maybe 100, 200 likes. But then I go ahead and do a post. I am quite careful that I like to put a T-shirt on that I'm currently selling and then I still post. So, you know, there's a little bit of marketing, you know, in there. But post with me in it just skyrockets. Seven, 800 likes. It's just crazy. Comments through the roof. Like, they just want, as I said, going back to that, they just want to see authenticity. It's so very true. And I realize it can be scary for a lot of people. 100%. Brand New Magazine is for celebrating people who have branded themselves into the heart of their business. And that has given them a huge success by having that space to step into. And there's no denying that you are smack bang in the middle of your business and that people are buying you. What would you say to those people that are, scared or hesitant to step up as themselves like what advice or what would you say to them look I I can't it's it's hard because being confident in front of the camera it's it doesn't come naturally to everyone and it's it can be really hard and my main thing is if you're passionate about what you are doing or what you are selling then other people are going to be passionate about it as well but if you're not passionate and you don't really engage with people on there and say you know, these are my, um, you know, just for example, like, uh, you know, say if I was a chef, you know, I love cooking this meal. It brings back so many, so many memories of when I used to cook it with my mom and we'd all sit outside underneath, you know, the trees on a hot summer's night. And, you know, you've got to put a story towards it and, and put that passion into it and bring out like your personality, your memories. That's, that's golden content right there. It's just something that takes time. 
you know, and it's just something that you don't go full ball, guns blazing into it. Warm into it. Do a couple of little posts first. Do a couple of little stories with yourself. And I can guarantee you, you'll get really positive feedback and really good reactions. There won't be any negativity. All that, like, negativity that you think you're going to get back, like people going, oh, they're going to think my voice sounds funny or, you know, my nose looks really big on the camera and stuff like that. No one notices that. And if they do, they're pretty freaking scummy if they're going to say it. And you don't want them anyway saying that. And they're not going to say that. And if they do, then they can F off. Like, they're going to say that there. They're going to say it everywhere. But, you know, just have confidence in yourself and and go forth and conquer. And I feel like the confidence thing, like what you said, it's, it's definitely the baby steps. Like, looking at small ways of breaking down what that is for you. So, a big thing for me, like, I was scared for my first photo shoot Mm. I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs around how I looked and really digging into that it actually made me realize that it was something that was holding me back but before I could get over it or move past it or find a way to deal with it I had to actually address why I was feeling that way and find some ways of overcoming those beliefs. I sucked it up, over-prepared for a photo shoot, and got the photos back, and I got them back, and I was like, damn, I'm hot. Amazing what a fake tan, a little bit of makeup, and some good lighting can do. I scrub up all right. Oh, man, I'm fake tanning as we speak. Like, I've got a photo shoot tomorrow. It's like, oh, but you look beautiful anyway. I'm like, yeah, I know that. But at the end of the day, I like a fake tan. It is that self-confidence. is It's like the... You're the only one in charge of that. Body positivity is something that I've struggled with my whole life, but it's also a really big part of what you promote within your brand. What are some of the ways that you try to be inclusive within your brand when it comes to body positivity? I love that I have a lot of plus size customers. I don't feel like anyone should be defined by the way they look or the way they, how big they are or how small they are. Like, cause body positive, like it can go both ways. There's a lot of people that are really thin and have massive issues, you know, just, it's funny actually, you know, I was looking, I know this is really pathetic, but I was watching The Bachelor the other night and I'm like, they're all these 25 year old girls and they're plastered with Botox. And I'm so sad because I'm like, they're already beautiful, maybe not the best personalities. And, you know, don't quote me on that. Actually, you can quote me on that because some of them are very nasty. But a lot of it comes from within. And it's really sad because I have no problem with anyone getting, you know, plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery. But do it for yourself. Don't ever, ever, ever do it for anybody else. Because if you do that, if you start down that road, it's a slippery, slippery slide. And I feel like with my brand, When I do photo shoots, I just want photo shoots of just lovely general people that are confident in their skin. I could care less how big or how small you were because that's not who I'm selling to. You know, I try my best to have my T-shirts go up to a size 5XL. I have some scoop necks that go up to a size 26. You know, I'd love to be able to work more on my plus size range. But, uh, you know, I feel like I've come a long way in three years, you know, working on that I originally only did like size small to extra large and now I do extra small all the way to 5x so you know and I'm really lucky I've got you know a supplier that sells amazing t-shirts that people are really confident wearing so I have two personal favorites in your collection and the first one is your enough t-shirt every time I see it it is such a strong reminder of yeah I am enough like exactly where I am and who I am yeah I am enough. I've had enough. 
it's all enough, like you are enough. Yeah, I'd have to say that one and, and yeah, Worthy are, are my two favourites as well. But that's exactly, and the good thing about the one-worded, you know, slogan tease is you can take it however you like. It can be, mean many, many things. So It's almost like a reminder to myself and to the rest of the world. A lot of the time a message that I might not be comfortable saying out loud. My other favourite, and this speaks to me on so many levels, especially with, a sassy AF six-year-old who can fluctuate between angel child like where have you been all my life to devil spawn do I need to call a um, exorcist (laughs) not a shit mum oh yeah yeah my favorite my favorite t-shirt so that was a collab I did with um with the amazing Jade from Hits Mum and she um she actually came up with that little slogan and I just went, I need to put this on a T-shirt. And we, yeah, we did that. And it's so reminiscent of like life, at, you know, in general. So I think I, I launched them in, God, all the way back in Mother's at Mother's Day. Was it May? They sold out in like two days, not even. So as we were talking about earlier, life isn't always sunshine and roses as much as it can appear like it in the world of Instagram and choosing what we show people. Apart from donning your Fuck the Funk t-shirt, what's your suggestion for people to shake themselves out of the funk? Ah, look, remove yourself to what, from whatever situation it is that is making you have that funk. But, I mean, obviously if it's something that's, like, unremovable, then changing your mindset a little bit. Look, I, I'm a converted woman. I used to hate walking. I used to hate the gym. I was one of those people that would scoff at people that ran. Now I at least go for three or four walks every every night. I love the, you know, winter crisp air. I love the hot summer night. I, love, I find walking, popping on a podcast while I'm walking, popping on music really just zones me out of everything that was giving me shit. I really suggest some time out for yourself. You know, that whole method of self-care is so important. Tomorrow's my self-care day. I feel bad, like I pay for a studio and I've got shit ton of work to do. I've got over 50 orders to pack, but tomorrow's my day. I'm going to, well, technically I'm doing a photo shoot, but uh, like from 12 o'clock onwards, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I might go get my nails done. I might go sit at a cafe and do absolutely sweet FA. I might come home and work, but whatever it is, I decide it. And I think it's really important, whatever that self-care is, even if it's just fucking sitting on the couch and watching TV. It's not a waste of time. It's a way to get your brain to just log off and go, okay, this is for me now. And it's really important. And that was the biggest thing that I learned when I went and saw a therapist after my first form. He was the easiest baby, but I still managed to, you know, score that awesome case of uh, postnatal depression. And she said to me, okay, well, first of all, you need to put your son in daycare. And I'm like, well, but I don't work. And she goes, what's that got to do with it? She goes, you do work. You work 24 hours a day. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's good and then she goes and secondly the second day that you put him in you need to go have a day to yourself I'm like oh my god like again I don't work and she goes unless you're living in the 1950s or you've got a real asshole of a husband don't put yourself down go and do something for yourself because you've done nothing but everything for everyone else in your family so how hard is it for you to just sit back and do something for yourself and I did And I suppose my perception of of everything now has changed. And, like, I cannot stress it enough. But you know what? If you like being around your kids all the time and, you know, or you love to work all the time, 
then that be it. If that's your level of self-care or that's your, what your self-care is to you, then that's great. But as long as you're happy and as long as you're doing what you want, then that's all that matters. And that's what it comes down to. Like one of my most loathed, loathed words in working in an entrepreneurial space, apart from hustle, because that word really irks me and that's what leads to burnout if you ask me Mm. the other one i hate is the the word balance oh yeah balance and and juggle like it's like no balance like life isn't balanced no it's it's not that balance is bullshit balance is bullshit you can't do you can't balance your family you can't balance your work you can't balance your life like it's everything's give and take you know when your work goes well your personal life is up the shitter you know, it's just, it's one or the other. And, you know, sometimes it's better than others and sometimes it's worse than others. And it's working out how to manage that rather than trying to get it on an even keel. Like it's not, it's never going to be that way. So that's just an unrealistic expectation right there. My word that I like to replace it with is awareness. Yeah. Having the awareness to realize that things are feeling a little bit off and rather than pushing through, taking a dramatic pause and thinking about what you can actually do, be it, you know, tonight I won't work or I'm going to take the kids to the beach this afternoon or, you know what, I'm stressed about not getting work done. I know I'm not supposed to work at night, but stuff it. Tonight I'm going to work till midnight, just get that done and it's a one-off. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Having that awareness that it's not going to be balanced, it's not zen AF, it's like, you know, no hashtag bliss, no all of those things because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's always going to come in it's having that awareness and having that that choice to go in a different direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree there. On that note, what's one of your biggest learning curves that you've had in your business today? Mm, one. Is there only one? Jesus. Don't do everything yourself because you're going to burn your fucking self out. And like, I, I'm a control freak. I always have been. I need to control everything. And I feel like that's also what contributed to my postnatal depression. But starting a business from scratch, it's your baby. It's your life. You need to, you know, if if something fucks up, it's on you and that's okay. But, you know, as of this week, I actually just decided to put a good chunk of my money into advertising via Facebook and I'm going to do it with an agency because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I don't have time to learn it. And I think in the past, I've tried to do everything, you know, half ass and and it's just not working. So if I can stick to the shit that I know and do it good and stick to the, you know, start outsourcing shit that I don't know anything about, but I thought I could, then I think that's, you know, that's something that I've definitely learned is really important to do. It's not an accomplishment to me to be burnt out and, and start to try and do everything. It's just, that's not how it works for me. So yeah, definitely, um, you know, trying to not do everything yourself is it's definitely the biggest learning curve for me. So you're very vocal about your stance around inclusivity and inclusivity has a different meaning for everyone. What does it mean to you and how do you ensure your business is inclusive? Look, inclusivity, obviously everything recently with the Black Lives Matter, I wouldn't call it a trend because it's obviously still going. Sadly, I feel like it's been a bit of a trend on Instagram. Everyone was like all for it for a week. But, you know, like I've always been supportive of, of Indigenous and, and Black communities. It's always something that I've had people of colour in my life 
and I do still have people of colour in my life and I feel like, you know, it's not just inclusive, it's not just about body positivity, it's about everything. People with disabilities, people with, you know, people of colour, like it's been really hard for me to convey that because genuinely I am a privileged white girl. I was born in a society where, you know, I was in a really great family. We weren't in, you know, the low socioeconomic part of, of my you know, area and like my parents had, you know, decent jobs and I genuinely could say I had a a great upbringing and it's, you know, I think it's really important to realise that not everybody has had that and everyone's got their own story. So the really important thing about my business and inclusivity is, you know, making sure that, you know, as I said, my, my products attract everybody and, you know, some, some of the t-shirts aren't for everyone, but I don't think that's got anything to do with color or body size. You know, I think it's sometimes to do with the slogan. That's also why I think that it's important for Confetti Rebels to have charities where we feel like it's important. And I say we, as in, I've got a whole team behind me. I've got a team of imaginary Amy's behind me because we all do different jobs. Um, But definitely, you know, obviously focusing on charities, you know, that do need help, like Indigenous, you know, charities in Australia that are doing so many amazing things. Those type of charities are the ones that I contribute to. I'm always open to helping and creating, you know, awareness for new things. So I'm all ears. If anyone has any sort of anything that they can suggest that I could do better or I could contribute to, then God, please tell me because I, you know, sometimes I don't know how I can help and rather than shoving my head in the sand I like to you know speak out and say yeah let's do this so the thing is is that and you may not realize this but even just jumping onto your site so as someone that's suffered from anxiety and only been diagnosed after a lifetime of having it in the last four to five years one of the things that just having t-shirts around mental health there's just something really freeing about it and just makes me feel really seen those small messages like that can make a huge difference I suppose the point I'm trying to make is what you are doing is I believe a really good way for people to be able to feel seen oh thank you look I try my best I try my best but you know I wouldn't be able to do it all without my amazing supporters and my amazing customers. So, you know, I actually dread the day that I become so big that I can't pack my own orders and personalise a message, you know, in there or, you know, answer my Instagram, you know, for a personal reason because I'm too busy. I'm actually so going to dread that. And it, it's like that catch-22 where I really want to grow my business and I want to become, you know, the biggest and the best that it can be. But then, you know, there's that nice little part of it that it's nice and small and bespoke that I can focus on people and be in a bit more of a, an exclusive relationship with my followers and customers. But then again, if I don't grow, then what's it all about? You know, I want to become bigger and I want to become better and I want more people to know who, who Confetti Rebels is and who what we do and how we can help people because, you know, even though I'm very thankful for my small community, I want more people to know about me. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of that catch-22. It comes back to outsourcing away. I'm in a position myself at the moment. And I think one of the best pieces of advice I got was figure out the things that really 
you love that are your zone of genius that like sparks joy in you the things that you would never want to lose and figure out a way for that to to happen everything else can be outsourced hundred mm, percent yeah absolutely I've even got a lovely local mum that you know start she's doing packing for me now and I'm like you know I can support her financially and she can help me by not losing my mind. So it's great. And we value your mind and your dance moves. Oh, thank you. What advice do you have for people wanting to put a little more colour into their world? First of all, you could buy a Confetti Rebels T-shirt. No, I'm joking, totally not. Um, I'm not. If you work in a corporate environment and you have to wear, you know, corporate clothes all the time then go crazy on the weekend but you know wear what wear whatever you're comfortable in like that's the main thing if you want to wear you know obscene colors and crazy you know things on your head do that like the hardest thing is though like one of my friends is like oh I wish I could wear what you wear but I don't like people look at me I'm like well unfortunately that's <laughs> that's what you get but like who gives a shit if someone looks at you like whatever what do you what do you care what they think you don't even know them from a bar of soap. Find bright outfits definitely make make the world go round and bring happiness to, to life. I'm a Care Bears, My Little Pony, Crayola Markers girl from way back. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. I love all of that. It's so cute. I remember crying to my mum one day because I let someone in class use my my markers and they drew over black with the yellow and they ruined my rainbows oh oh who even would i don't even they're probably a lawyer or something now or on the bachelor who knows (gasps) oh dear as a parting note what would be one of the best reactions that you've had to being yourself in your business and why people should step up in their businesses as themselves look again through the dancing videos i guess like i'll just chuck on like it'll be whatever i'm wearing at that time like even if it's just a pair of undies just own own what you do own what you love be passionate about it show how you're passionate about it and again, if no one, if people don't like it, then they can fuck off because the ones that do like it will stick around. Excellent. If you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Go away. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about our amazing contributors, don't forget to check out www.brandumagazine.com.au. Also, stay up to date on our socials and see all the new bits and pieces that are coming out over the coming months. And remember, be your business, brand you.